0: Wow. Well, we thought that uh, as we conclude this, this series, Israel series, we'd end it with a, a bit of a boom, maybe a little bit of thunder. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's so good to see all of you this morning, and uh, we, we are really excited to, to, to conclude this series. We have a new one coming up uh, next week. It's going to be an exciting one and um, you 're you're not going to want to miss this um, as we conclude this series um, for, for those of you who are new here um, we 've been going to different locations within Israel, and we 've been looking at uh, significant places within Israel and looking at some some things that God has done within those areas and it 's been exciting just to, to, to look look at these physical physical landscapes uh, where, where our Lord has, has been and where, where, different, um, where different occurrences had, had taken place to show that God wanted to interact with his people. So this morning, uh, I'm really excited as we go to our next location. And uh, this location, uh, many of you have heard about, because actually Jesus spent a large amount of his ministry uh, within this area. And uh, the place that we're going to go to this morning is the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee, uh, Jesus spent a large amount of, of, of his time in, in, this, in this area, along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. He, he didn't spend his ministry like, in, in the water all the time, uh, but in this case he did. Uh, but he spent a large majority of, of his time in this, in this general area. Uh, it's a beautiful body of water and a great, excellent landscape. Um, there was a lot of people that would travel to this location because of its abundance of fish and because uh, it, it, was, it was a place that many people from different nations had traveled uh, to, to do marketing and to, to, to buy and sell. Jesus spent a large, large amount of his ministry here. He's, he taught uh, more than half of his parables were done around the Sea of Galilee. And in fact, um, a large amount of uh, the miracles that he had done was done in this area as well. An interesting thing about uh, the Sea of Galilee is it's actually one of the the lowest freshwater uh, bodies of water in the world. And despite its low point, all surrounding it is actually large, large mountains. Uh, in some cases reaching up to 4,000 feet. Okay, and so if, uh, if you know very much about landscapes and how it, how it affects weather, uh, this makes the Sea of Galilee very, very susceptible to thunderstorms. I like thunderstorms. You? <laughs> We're going to have a bit of a thunderstorm this morning. Okay, enough with that pun. <laughs> There were many, many storms that happened in Jesus' time at at the Sea of Galilee. And in this this one case, in this one occurrence, there was a storm, a significant storm that had taken place that God had used to allow the disciples to experience him in an, an incredible way. And he used this storm in order to reveal himself and to show an aspect about himself that the disciples had never seen before, they, he used this storm to radically change the disciples' lives forever. Now, this, uh, this, this storm that had taken place, it happened just after the feeding of the 5,000. How many remember, remember the feeding of the 5,000. Yes. Jesus was, was at uh, one location. Um, he, had, he had done the miraculous feeding of the 5,000. Just after that, that had taken place, uh, Jesus needed a little bit of time to pray. And so he, he isolated himself for a little bit. He spent some time in prayer. And the disciples, they needed to get across the lake to get to the, to the next place they had to be. And so Jesus said, okay, you guys go ahead. You can cross Cross to the other side. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. So the disciples packed up. Uh, they had just a small, regular fishing boat, nothing, nothing really uh, significant. They went and they, they tried traveling to the other side. And uh, it, not long after they left the shores, what had happened is the wind started to pick up and the waves, they started to get bigger. And uh, slowly but surely, they, they realized that they were in the center of, of a large storm. And um, the, the boat that they were in, it wasn't really equipped to, to deal with any, any significant storm. And so they were in trouble, okay? They were, they were in, in big trouble because uh, in, in a lot of cases, when you're traveling on, on a lake like this, uh, there was a lot of times where people would be, would be killed, people would drown, in, in these in these uh, situations, they were in trouble. It was about three a.m., and they were they were still traveling. They were using their oars to to, to battle against the, the winds and the waves. And uh, just as they were about to quit, it was about three a.m. They had probably been rowing for about nine hours. Who's who's ever rowed, uh, done any paddling in a boat? Have you done it for nine hours? Straight? They were tired. They were extremely tired. Not only that, but they saw their their life flashing before their eyes. And just at the minute where they were about to quit, they see a figure in the distance. And uh, at first they thought it was a ghost. It's kind of a mysterious kind of image that that showed up. And... uh, Very quickly, they heard a voice coming coming from this figure. And the voice called out and said, It's me. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Take courage. The disciples saw that it it was Jesus. Interesting thing happened at that point. Peter, he calls out to Jesus, and he says, Well, if it's really you, call me. Call me to yourself and get me to come to walk to you. And so what happens is, as Jesus says, very simply, come. Peter, he steps out of the boat. He leaves the rest of the disciples. And he actually does walk on water as Jesus was. He takes a few steps. And then he notices some of, the, some of the, the waves that were happening all around him. He, he noticed, he, he kind of got a, a glimpse of reality for a second. He realized that, he, he realized what he was doing. And what happened is he sank. He began to sink. He lost focus on Jesus and he sank. And, and what happened is Jesus reached out his hand. He, he grabbed him before he sank. He pulled him out and he says, You have little faith, why did you doubt now, this morning, in this story, uh, Jesus gives a small but very profound instruction uh, to Peter. He says, come. Essentially, he says, come, walk on the water with me. And for many, this is, uh, this is kind of a, a very strange, strange, thing, strange thing to happen. In most cases, people are trying to get away from, uh, from uh, the storm and trying to stay safe. But in this case, Peter feels that he has to respond to his faith, not just believing that he's seeing Jesus in front, of his, in front of him, not just seeing him and believing his power, but making a response. And so he responds to Jesus' invitation, and he comes, he steps out of the boat. This morning, I believe that God's asking us to do the same. Our faith is, uh, is not meant to just be uh, a belief. It's not just meant to be uh, something where we uh, sim- simply say something and we say that we believe it. Um, when we say that we're following Jesus, it's, it's, it's not just a matter of, of saying that we're a Christian and doing what we're saying, that we're, we're, we're going to do what he says, but it's a matter of actually making a response to your beliefs. Essentially, that's the difference between belief and a faith. Belief just requires you to cognitively think something and to, to say that it's true. Belie- a, a faith, on the other hand, requires you to take your belief and actually respond to it. And this is something that Peter uh, was ready to do. How many people know that uh, many of us uh, this morning are ourselves going through some storms. Uh, in in a lot of cases, uh, we're finding that there's uh, there's things in our lives that are outside of our control, things that, that we can't uh, fully have control of. Whether it's with family, whether it's with work, whether it's uh, with some of our relationships, or even even things that are happening within the church. There's times in our lives, and and even right now, I know that we are experiencing times where we know that we need to depend on God, where we're completely powerless without him. We need to know that he is right there with us, uh, ready to help us, and ready to to lead us through these storms. This morning, um, I wanted to challenge you challenge you to take your faith the thing that you say that you believe and to respond to it. This morning I believe that God Jesus is saying the same thing that he said to Peter. Come. Walk on water. Come. Life is very challenging. I mean I've I've talked to a few people even this week. It's it's very incredible that uh, that w- I'm 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 sharing this message the time the time that we I'm sharing it. This week I I've, I've had several people tell me that they are struggling so bad with with their life with some things that are happening in their lives. In one case it's it's a family member that is uh, is causing some difficulty. In another case it's a, it's a it's a family member that's that's causing them uh, some severe anxiety. In other cases it's it's work, it's it's things are piling up. But in every case, we see that all, all of the things that are happening in our lives, when, when we realize that we're out, it's outside of our control, we realize that we're actually inside of a storm, very similar to what the disciples were experiencing. This morning, our lives are susceptible to storms, very, very similar to the Sea of Galilee. There's times in our lives where where uh, things things happen that uh, that we can't fully uh, control. The disciples they were out out on their boat, they were trying to cross to the other side, and they were literally fighting for their lives as the as they were as they were battling the waves. They were in a small, tiny fishing boat. And uh, the waves were crashing against them, uh, against all of them. And uh, very, 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 very um, surely, they realized that uh, without God's help, they were, they were going to die. At that moment, Jesus shows up. He appears. And um, as he appeared... I can imagine some of the disciples thinking to themselves, thinking, here's Jesus. He's, uh, Jesus is able to calm storms. He's done it in the past. He's able to calm the storm, the, the, trouble, the troubled time that we're in right now. Jesus is able to help us. He's going to calm this storm for us. But he didn't. Jesus didn't calm the storm. He was walking, and they saw him. But he didn't immediately calm the storm. There was something else that he wanted. He wanted to see their faith in action. Jesus had extended that invitation to to the disciples. And um, as the disciples were struggling to survive in that boat... Peter makes makes a decision that he wants to respond by faith, and it seems absolutely ridiculous uh, the, the instruction, the invitation that Jesus gives. Uh, these disciples they were they were they, if they had fallen into the water, uh, surely they were they were going to die. Yet he, he he gives the invitation to Peter to step out of his boat and to go ahead and do. The miraculous thing uh, that that Jesus was doing right in front of them. This morning, um, I want to share with you a little bit about a storm that I was once uh, I was going through. Actually, not not very long ago. I was pastoring in in a small t- small town. It was actually the first uh, ministry uh, location that I had ever been in, and. I was in a spot where I realized that uh, that there was there was problems. There were big problems here, and I saw in front of me the waves, the wind, and the waves. I saw that I was in a situation that uh, that I really didn't want to be in, and I realized that if if um, I realized that I needed God's help, I needed His direction. And so I, I asked him, I said, Lord, give me strength to endure through this. And I was, I was sitting there in my office one day, and, uh, and it was very clear to me, Jesus said, Jesus was, was talking to me, and he said, well, I want you to step out in faith now. I want you to do something that uh, you've, you may have never done before. And he was calling me to actually leave where I was at uh, leave the place where I was receiving my income and to move back uh, to Winnipeg where I had, I, I had no job, nothing. So I was talking to, to Heather about it a little bit, and uh, she said, you know what? We have to do this. We have to follow the direction of God. And so what happened is uh, uh, Jesus was actually calling us to, to walk on the water, to co- come to a place where we had to depend on him. And so, what we did is we 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 left that place. Uh, we made an announcement uh, that Sunday that uh, that we were we were going to be leaving. We gave we gave um, lots of notice. We didn't just say, "Oh, we're uh, we're leaving this Sunday." Uh, see, you, see you later. No, we, we gave a little bit of time, but after we had left, um, it was it was as as though we were walking on water because uh, we were in a spot where um, we really really needed to depend. On Jesus. A few weeks passed. I got a phone call from the, the district superintendent, and he says to me, uh, "I need you to, to attend this conference coming up." And it was clo- it was in, in October. I, I I go to this conference, and it was there that I met Pastor Allen. And Pastor Allen sat down with me. And he, he talked to, with me about some opportunities that were coming up, and uh, it, it became very clear to me at that point why. Uh, God had told me to leave where, where I was. It became very clear to me who was in control of the situation. It, and it became very clear that God was actually interested in rescuing me from the place that I was in. And, uh, and God, God brought me to this place where I'm, I'm speaking with Pastor Allen, and, uh, and he tells me about this, and I, I respond to, to this uh, to this new opportunity and uh, ever since then, uh, Pastor Allen and I have been working together. We've been, uh, be, been able to accomplish some great things together. And uh, we know for, for, for sure that we are following the direction of God in our lives. And it's, it's, it's because we were willing to step out of the boat, to respond in faith, and to do what, what he had called us to do. Amen. In a lot of cases... God is telling us uh, to, to do the same. Um, Any time that God gives us a command, we're essentially leaving our, our, our place of comfort and we're, we're, leaving, we're leaving the boat and we're going into another place, a place that we're not, we're not really used to. Uh, the disciples. All the disciples, they, they clung to that boat, that small little fishing boat, uh, in the midst of the storm, as the the winds and the waves were were raging, and as they were struggling, and they, they were holding to dear life. Peter, on the other hand, he was looking down at Jesus, and he saw that uh, somehow Jesus was standing and walking on the water. He realized at that moment that he, when he was looking at Jesus, that. He was looking at his Lord and his Savior. He was looking at a man who had the power over nature. The forces of the winds and the waves were in his command. The forces that that caused all all of this this disaster, uh, this potential disaster to take place, everything was in his hands. He was fully in control. So Peter recognized that it was his Lord that he was looking at. In order for us to draw nearer to Christ, we need to be willing to step out of our places of comfort and to go and to do things uh, that we're we're not necessarily uh, comfortable doing. The disciples, they, they felt very a little bit more safe in that boat than they would, would have been walking on that water. So they, 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 they stuck in that boat. As Peter responded differently, Peter was able to draw near to Jesus in a way that the disciples would have never been able to do. The disciples, they may, have not, have, um, they may not have made an obvious sin by, by remaining in the boat. But one thing for sure, they did not draw nearer to Jesus. Many of us in our situations, we're, we're feeling a little bit comfortable with how we're living. And um, we're in, we, we notice that in the midst of a storm, we have our places of comfort. There are certain things that we go to consistently in order to, to feel that safety. In some cases, when we look at all the, the troubles of, of this life and, and the different things that, uh, that we need to do, the things that we're responsible for, in some cases, we want to escape. And just like the disciples were clinging to that boat, wanting to escape, uh, in some cases, um, you and I are tempted to, to, rather than engage in life, to escape it. And so you turn to other things. You, you turn to, to television, television, you turn to the internet. You turn to maybe your eating habits. You turn to different, different things that cause you to feel comfortable, to, that cause you to kind of escape from what it is that God is calling you to do. In some cases, God's calling you right now to, uh, to step out of, you, out of the boat, out of the place of safety, and to respond to him with faith. You say that you believe God. You say that you understand that he's in control of your life. Well, now he wants you to actually do something about it. He wants you to step out in faith. For the Burndy team that, we, we, had, uh, that we, we had just seen, Every single one of those people they had they needed to step out in faith in order to to go overseas and to fulfill this this thing that they were called to do in most cases uh, we were afraid in some cases we we were a little unsettled we were a little bit anxious, hearing some of the some some of the things on the news that uh, um, some of the dangers, some of the, the epidemics that were breaking out. We found it a little bit odd that God was calling us into such a dangerous place. But we needed to leave our place of comfort and to go into a place uh, where, where God was calling us, calling us to go, to know and to, to respond to that faith of knowing that he was in control. And so that's, that's what we did. There was much, much danger in that area. We were, we were reading all these articles about about different um, different groups that had been assassinated. We we heard about the 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 uh, cholera epidemic that was happening with the drinking water. There were a lot of things that would cause us to be afraid, but we felt the need to depend on Him and to respond in faith. In some cases, it's something a, a little bit smaller or something that, uh, that God is calling you to do that maybe you haven't tried yet. Something that's very specific in the Word of God that, uh, that you know that you need to do, you haven't been doing. Spending time with God. Despite the, the, the amount of time that you have and all the, the, the busy work schedule that you have, to spend time with God... Means that you are you are saying by faith that this time that I'm spending is important. So as you spend time with God, essentially what you're doing is you're stepping out of the boat and you're saying, "Lord, I want to walk on water with you," and I trust that this time that's being spent is going to be used for eternal purposes. For some, it's tithing. It's it's actually giving up, uh, responding by faith with your finances, and, and let me tell you, with uh, pa- as Pastor Allen had mentioned before, uh, tithing is is one of the one of the first uh, steps of faith that a believer will make. Uh, the first step of faith, obviously, is to surrender their, your life to to God, to accept your to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. But one of, the, one of the next things that come up is your finances. The, the things, uh, the security that you have in your finances, the, the, your very livelihood, the, um, the power that you have for your own survival, your finances, you need to begin to trust God with. And for many, it's a uh, It's a challenge. It's a challenge because you're saying, you're saying to God, um, I'm not going to trust in, in, in my own finances, but what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give in faith. For some, uh, that's a challenge that, that, that you still need to make, is, is just the, the giving, the, the willingness to surrender uh, that area of your life to God. Let me tell you that um, the disciples who had stayed in the boat, the ones that, uh, that watched Peter walk on water, but, uh, but did not want to step out on their own. They were in that place of safety. They were in a spot where they felt completely comfortable well, not maybe not completely comfortable because of the storm, but they felt a lot more comfortable than, than, than they would have walking on the water them staying in that place of safety is actually detrimental to their faith. Staying in a place of safety and clinging to, 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 to that type of safety, place of comfort, uh, can actually slowly deteriorate your faith. I know of some people, um, some people who have spoken to me uh, a, lot, a lot older than myself And they say that some of their biggest regrets, actually, is is to take risks. I wish that I would have taken risks earlier, earlier in life. I wish that I would have responded to the call of God in my life earlier in life. I wish that I would have just responded by faith and did his will. In a lot of cases, some people, they find out late, that this place of safety, this boat that we're staying in, this, this, this thing in our life that we run to for refuge, it's actually slowly causing us to deteriorate our faith. Here's the thing. God didn't call us to be comfortable. There's nowhere in the scripture where God says, Take, find, find your safety spot and stay there. He didn't say, go, go build yourself a castle and remain in that as long as you can. Instead, what he says is he desires for you to respond by faith and to live according to, to his will, to follow him, which, my friends, is one of the most dangerous things that you can do. But it is also one of the most rewarding and one of the most, it is the most significant thing that you will do in your life. If you feel that your life has no purpose, you follow God. You do what he says. You take the challenges of faith and you will see your life has significance. Your your life has eternal purpose. For some right now, uh, we we need that challenge, the challenge to to, to walk by faith, to respond. Now, uh, for Peter... We realize at this point that Peter, he made the decision to step out of his boat, to take action with his faith. The disciples were being challenged to, all the disciples, they were being challenged as Peter gave the invitation. Peter didn't even wait for an invitation to step out of the boat, but instead what he did is he asks Jesus to give the invitation as Peter was, was looking down at, at, at Jesus and seeing, um, seeing that he was actually in the presence of God, seeing that, that, that Jesus was actually in charge and in, 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 had the power to command the winds and the waves, uh, Peter had realized, he had realized that he j- didn't just need to believe that Jesus was standing in front of him. But he had to respond and he had to act, act on this. So as, as all the winds and the waves uh, were, were beating against the boat and as ever, everyone else was uh, clinging to dear life, um, everything sort of faded for, for Peter. All the, the surrounding dangers and all he's seen was Jesus. For us in our lives, we know that, uh, that there's, there's occurrences that are taking place. Um, the situations that we're finding ourselves in, um, they are beating against our lives for the, the, the struggles with finances, struggles in our relationships, struggles in our workplace. We see and we, we, it's very real that there are winds and waves that are beating against our boat. The storm is very real. When you look to Jesus and when you see that he is present in your life, all of the winds and the waves, they slowly fade away. And you're able to see who is really in in control and who is really in charge. I want to encourage you that uh, in the times where you feel, um, where you feel uh, discouraged, the times where you feel uh, like uh, you need to give up, I want to encourage you to, to know that Jesus is right there in the midst of your storm, and he's ready to respond to you, and he's ready to give you instructions for your next step. Jesus, Jesus made it very clear. He said, take courage. I am here. Do not be afraid. Time and time again in the scriptures, it says, do not be afraid. We need to know that we do not need to live in fear. When we're going through the troubles of our lives, we can know that the Lord of the universe is on our side. Amen. 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 Jesus simply said, "Come." He simply said, "Come." As Jesus, as uh, Peter, took his first steps on the water, he just had his eyes focused on Jesus. He was able to do the impossible. He was able to do something that he would have never been able to do on his own. When you respond in faith, when you take the word of God and and apply it to your life and do the things that it tells you to do, when you do the hard thing, let me tell you, God will give you the power. He will give you the strength to do what you cannot do on your own. The real danger is to not do what he says, to stay in your place of comfort, and to hope that that little boat is going gonna, is gonna to let you survive. You can have peace. You can have assurance. And let me, know, let me tell you something. You have power when you respond to the commands of our Lord. So we see that, that Peter takes a couple steps and he's just focused on Jesus and then slowly his eyes focus on, on a few things, the, the winds, uh, the crashing water against the boat and the, uh, the different waves all around his feet and he begins to sink. Jesus takes him by the arm, pulls him up and he says, you of little faith, why did you doubt now, that one statement there, uh, some people get a little bit confused because they say that uh, faith is kind of like a commodity that, uh, that we, we have. And uh, if, if you have more faith, then you can do more for God. If you have bigger faith, then you can, you can do bigger things. Uh, Jesus makes it very clear that's not the case. In fact, he said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed... Then you can, are able to do things that are completely impossible in the world's standards, to move mountains, to do great things for God. Okay, so what was he actually saying when he said, You have little faith? He was more talking about the consistency of faith. For a few moments, Peter had faith in Jesus. He knew that he was standing in the presence of the Lord of of nature. And and he was in control of the elements of the winds and the waves. And so he took a a, a few of those initial steps. But then what had happened is as he looked and focused on a few of the other things around him, he began to sink. And his faith slowly diminished. You and I, uh, we need to have consistent faith. It's very easy to have very short spurts of of of, of um, very short spurts of faith and excitement, but long-term faith—that that's a challenge. When I was um, in high school, I used to I used to do some um, some track and field, and I, I used to do some long-distance running. And whenever I was, I was doing the running, um, it, you, the, the very first part of the, of the race was usually very, very uh, fun and actually very exciting. You have all your people around, around you that you're competing with and you're slowly kind of going maneuvering around everyone. And you feel good. You feel good that you're in this race. And then, after a few kilometers... You, uh, you realize that you're a mortal man <laughs> and that uh, the, the abundance of energy that you thought that you had from the beginning, uh, there's a limit to that. And so slowly your legs turn into rubber and uh, slowly the, your feet, they turn into uh, pieces of concrete and uh, you begin to see the people passing by you one by one. And um, all throughout uh, this long distance run, you are you are tempted to stop and to rest, to find a place of comfort. Our faith, our faith journey, is not a short distance sprint. Our faith journey is a marathon in which we need to consistently be looking ahead to the goal that we're running towards and to continuously strive ahead with consistency, to be able to have a sprint that will allow us to, to continue on in the long haul. I was speaking with Pastor Allen uh, just a few days ago, and he was saying, it doesn't get easier as you get older. He says, in fact, in a lot of cases, it gets much harder. Our faith journey requires us to be on top, on top of the situation. And we need to be strong and ready for the challenges that are ahead. For Peter, he needed consistency. For Jesus, his rebuke was that it is simple to have very, very short spurts of faith. What you need is long term, consistent faith where you're constantly relying on God for your life. I was uh, speaking with my, my, my dad the other day, and um, he was saying um, when he first started out in ministry, uh, finances were, were a very big struggle. And in a lot of cases, when he would, he, what he would do is travel from reservation to reservation and he would preach. In some cases, they would give him a little bit and in some cases, uh, they just couldn't afford to pay him. And so he would, he would continue to travel. And then one time someone asked him, they said, um, they said Max, aren't you, aren't you a little bit afraid that you're going to run out of finances here? Aren't you, aren't you a little bit afraid that, uh, that you are going to end up in debt. And my, my dad responded by saying, I know who's in control of everything. I know who's in control of my finances. If God wants me to have money, he'll give me money. He'll make a way for, that, for, for me to, to have it. But in the meantime... I'm going to focus on pursuing the will of God and I'm going to focus on doing the things that he has called me to do. Nothing on earth is going to stop me from doing that. You and I, we need to have a similar attitude. We need to know where the source of all that we have is actually coming from. We need to be willing to listen To God saying, come walk on water, and to actually step out of our comfort zone and to do what He's calling us to do. This morning, I don't know um, exactly where where you are at. Um, I don't know what kind of storms that you you're facing right now. Uh, But the storms are a reality. And there's things uh, constantly that Satan's going to be doing to kind of uh, shift your eyes away from what you're supposed to be focused on doing. And so this morning, what I, what I want to do is I want to challenge you throughout your day, throughout your week, is to remember who is really in control of your situations and to know that we are serving the God who has the power over the elements of nature, has the power over your circumstances. He's willing to intervene. He's willing to do something great. But there's, there's one challenge involved. You have to step out in faith. You need to start doing what he's calling you to do. If you do that, you know that you're going to be okay. Okay. If you do that, you know that your life is going to have eternal significance. And if you do that, you know that you could live in the power of the Holy Spirit and not need, and you will not need to fear anything that comes against you. Amen. This morning I want to pray. Father, I just want to thank you so much that you are present inside of our difficult circumstances. Not only that, but you desire to intervene and you desire to rescue us from the things that cause danger. And you, d- you desire for us, Lord, to, to fully trust in you. To not look at anything else. To not look at the, the distractions in our lives. But to completely and entirely submit our lives and our focus on you, Father. Father. I pray, God, that you would give each of us the power to do this. And I pray, Lord, that each one that is hurting right now because of the, 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 the hard circumstances that they are facing, I pray, Lord, that you would give them courage. I pray that you would give them strength, give them the ability to continue to walk in faith. I pray, Father, for those who are discouraged, Lord, after, after running a long, a long race. After, after continuously serving you, Father. I pray, God, that you would continue to give them strength, give them the ability to focus, refocus on you. And I pray, Father, that you would allow each, Lord, to just know that you are Lord of their lives and you desire great things to happen in them, Father. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to remind you that uh, the services are going to be starting at 9.30 and 11.15 uh, for next week. And um, make sure that you're, you're here for those times. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time for you to walk on water.